Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 19th, 2018. Short little five-game slate for us to go over, and uh, pretty tough to get through the pitching options. There are not really a lot of good choices. So of the expensive guys, Matt, we have Zach Greinke at 10600 and Jameson Tyone at 11100 What do you think of these guys? Greinke's a better pick than Tyone, but I actually do think both of them are mildly interesting, or Greinke's interesting, Tyone's mildly interesting. Um, I'm kind of thinking of this from an ownership standpoint. Jake Arrieta should be really chalky, and I just don't think he's very good. So I guess the reason to, to use Tyone would be more dependent on not using Arietta. Um, I'm not completely decided on that, but Greinke is the best pitcher on the slate. Um, it's an easy matchup against the Giants. Um, I, I guess it depends if the roof is open too. Uh, so it maybe isn't that easy of a matchup. Um, but Granky has been really good at home. He was really good at home last year and it's just a little bit cheap for him. So, I mean, I don't really like any of these pitching choices that much, but Granky seems like the best one. Yeah, I definitely feel the safest with Granky. If I remember correctly, I think he only had two starts all of last year where he scored under 19 fantasy points at home. One of them was on opening day. So, Overall, Granke at 10,600, I think, is a pretty solid play. Also, looking at what this uh, Giants offense is this year with Andrew McCutcheon and Evan Longoria, Buster Posey, I think they're going to be much better against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching. So I I think that it's a fine spot for Granke. I think relative to the other options, he's a pretty good play. The the issue with Tyone, to me, is just the price. He's been really good this year, except he's on the road in Philly. Um, I'm also going to bring up some of the weather because we didn't look at any of that yet. Um, I, I just think the price is a little bit too high for Tyone. Uh, if I had the extra salary to spend up for him, I, I would, but I would still prefer to roster Granky if choosing between the two of them. Um, getting into the lower options, Chase Anderson at 9,500. I, I think that he could have some ownership. I definitely prefer Granky and Tyone to Anderson. No interest in him. I like Arietta at 7,600. I just think it's really it, – it's just that he's so cheap that – I mean, I understand he wasn't great last year, except he averaged about 17 fantasy points per game. So how much worse is he going to be this year than last year, do you think? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, and I guess it depends what his ownership is going to look like. This is a pretty small slate. Um, so do you think Arietta will have higher ownership than Granky? Because those are the clear-cut one and two as far as who people are going to roster. I think that combination makes the most sense. Um, it has the most pricing value. Um, there's odds value for Arietta. I mean, the Phillies are small favorites, and he is $3,500 cheaper than Tyone. So for that alone, Arietta makes more sense than Tyone. I'm just kind of wondering what the ownership is going to look like. And there's certainly bust potential for Arietta because he's just kind of inconsistent and just not that good. I mean, he's he's above average, but not by much. So the other thing that I think matters for this is it's pretty favorable pitching conditions tomorrow. Temperatures in the mid-40s, 20-mile-per-hour winds blowing in from center field. So to me, it's kind of regardless of what Arietta's ownership is. With The other thing also is it, it can be a little difficult to predict. Uh, I do think he will have some ownership. Just The other thing also that could keep his ownership down is he's not been great to start the season. But I just think he's such a good value for his price tag. Um, I mean, last year he definitely dropped off and we felt he was overrated. But like I said, he averaged 17 DraftKings points per start last year. So he would have to be, to me, pretty significantly worse than what he was last year to not be worth a 7,600 price tag. 
Yeah, I think he is worth the price tag. Um, I mean, yeah, he'd have to be like 70% owned or something to start considering the fade. Like if he's below 50, then I think it's still fine to use him. And he should do he should do reasonably well. Um, it's not really a hard matchup. Pirates offense is okay. So I, I think at this point, I do kind of just agree with what should be the chalk pitching combination with Granky and Arietta. Um, but I guess we'll, I don't know. We'll see if we can gauge ownership better tomorrow and maybe one of the cheaper pitching choices looks more appealing. We don't know who's starting for the Braves yet. So um, for now, I'm, I think Granking and Arietta is the best combination. Yeah, if I'm looking for another pitching option, I don't mind Eduardo Rodriguez. I prefer Arietta for a similar price. Uh, Rodriguez, really tough matchup in Los Angeles against the Angels. He has been not too great so far this year except he's striking guys out. So I think there's upside in him for GPP. Uh, there's a ton of downside for him. Are you opinionated on Rodriguez at all? Well, I like Tropiano more. I mean, that's a pick em game where Rodriguez is way way more expensive than Tropiano. Uh, but I think both of those guys are potentially worth using. Um, Tropiano has some strikeout upside, and there's a lot of downside with him too. And I think the same could be said for Rodriguez because the matchup for him it's probably tougher than Tropiano's matchup. Um, the Angels offense is comparable to the Red Sox offense, but it's a road game for Rodriguez, a home game for Tropiano. So if I was rostering a cheap pitcher, I would lean Tropiano, but I don't have a problem with Rodriguez either. Um, I just don't know if we're going to need to go that cheap for pitching, and I definitely prefer Arietta to Rodriguez for about the same price. All right, so let's get into the offenses. One thing of note is that uh, Anibal Sanchez was supposed to start for the Braves tomorrow, but he got hurt. I think he was running sprints prior to the Braves-Mets game tonight, or prior to the, uh, who, did the who did the Braves play? Braves-Phillies. Uh, the Braves so prior to the Braves-Phillies game, Sanchez was warming up and hurt. His hamstring had to be carted off the field. So he's definitely not going to be starting tomorrow. We don't know who is starting in this place. So assuming it's a shitty starting pitcher, I think the Mets are worth rostering, but we just don't know for sure right now. So I think that's just something to keep an eye on for tomorrow's slate. Uh, other offenses, in terms of the highest expected output, which team do you think that is? I think it's probably the Braves, but we don't know if Freddie Freeman's playing or not. He got hit on the hand by a pitch. Um, I mean, he might be out. If he's out, it's definitely not the Braves. He's by far their best hitter. Uh, I, I'm not using Matt Harvey if Freddie Freeman's out, but I think that game just becomes a fade overall, uh, except potentially the Mets side, because we don't know who the Braves pitcher is yet. Could be someone really bad. Um, so if it's not the Braves and if Freeman's out, I think it could be the Brewers at home against Dylan Peters. Uh, that is a hitter's park. Brewers probably set up to be better against righties this year because they have a lot of left-handed bats, but it's still uh, it's kind of a mediocre pitcher, below average pitcher, and a very bad bullpen um, in a hitter's park. So the Brewers have the highest implied run total by the Vegas line. I think that makes sense. Um, could be the Diamondbacks too against Ty Block. Um, so I would say it would have been the Braves. And without Freeman playing, it probably is just close between the Brewers, um, between the Diamondbacks, and maybe still even the Braves uh, because Matt Harvey is that bad. Yeah, I think, I think they definitely make a lot of sense. Uh, the other thing also is... In in Arizona tomorrow, is the roof going to be open or closed? Because that matters for the hitting conditions. Uh, they should be able to score a lot of runs against Ty Block. Um, 
So I think Arizona makes sense. I think the Braves make sense. The Mets probably make sense. Would you be interested in rostering the Pirates at all, assuming if we're assuming that Arietta is going to be highly owned? Yeah, I think definitely yes. This could be one of those situations to roster both sides of the game. Um, so I do like the Pirates. They're definitely an interesting leverage play against Arietta. Um, kind of like when Barrios was starting against the White Sox the other day. But this is a better leverage spot, especially if Arietta is going to have a ton of ownership because the Pirates' offense is better than the White Sox' offense, and Arietta is a lot worse than Jose Barrios. So w- I guess the weather would have some imp- impact here, but the Pirates aren't that expensive. So yeah, I think uh, having both sides of this game makes some sense. Yeah, I think for me, um, I wouldn't go way heavy on the Pirates. Like, it would be a thing if I'm making 20 lineups, I'd make, like, one Pirate stack, just because I think there is a chance that Arietta doesn't have a great game, but I kind of question the upside of the Pirates' offense if it's going to be cold with 20-mile-per-hour winds blowing in. So how much exposure would you want to the Pirates? Yeah, it depends on the weather. So maybe a quarter of my lineups if the hitting conditions are very favorable, and then I'd have Arietta in most of the other lineups. Uh, but if it's if it's cold and bad offensive environment, like you said, then yeah, I think just one or two lineups, like you said, makes sense. Um, yeah, it just, there's only so much upside when it's really cold. Uh, although that was true for the uh, Tigers Orioles game today and the pitchers were just bad enough that home runs were happening anyway, even with the bad weather. So I don't know if you throw fastballs right down the middle, then there can still be runs and Arietta walks a ton of guys. He doesn't hold runners well. So maybe just walks and stolen bases. There's a lot of upside for for that reason for Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm not I'm not fading them if it's cold. But yeah, more exposure the better the weather is. Okay, so I mean there isn't really too much else to talk about on the slate because it's only a few games. Do you have any other thoughts? No, I think that might be it. I guess we should mention Chase Anderson, right? Like we 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 haven't talked about him or the Marlins side of the game. Well, um, I, I, said, I said that I didn't want to roster Chase Anderson. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's it's a good matchup for him, but I just don't think he's very good. And, I mean, it could be worth using the Marlins offense. They are very cheap. It, I just, we probably don't need the salary savings to do that on this slate. Uh, they are they are extremely cheap. So, the one thing I'll say about the Marlins, Justin Bohr, 3000 That's still a ridiculous price. So, I like Justin Bohr. Um, that's probably it. And, I don't know. While we're on the topic of leverage, I think you could stack against Granky, but I, I don't really see too much upside in that um, because Granky generally doesn't have awful games. I mean, sometimes he just doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, and it's kind of just a like a, a high floor, low ceiling kind of thing. So no interest in the Giants. That's probably about it, though. Yeah, there's not there's not really much to say on the slate. Okay, so that is going to wrap up today's podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, GIrenbergDFS. Matt's Twitter handle is at Preaching Sense, and we'll be back tomorrow.